0: Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go, that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt, and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who are seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Then Zeborah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet. And she said, You are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. At that time she said, You are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Now the Lord said to Aaron, Go to meet Moses in the wilderness. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him, and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the sons of Israel, and Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. He then performed the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel, and that He had seen their affliction, then they bowed low and worshipped.
1: Good morning, Paul. How are you? It's almost uh, the end of July. So it means next Sunday we see each other again in this place. It will be August, and we're more than half of the year can I ask you the a question do you want to serve God? Yes. And when I speak of service and serving God, I don't only mean to serve God in this church. I also would like to extend this service in your family. Do you want to serve God through your family or your community or in your school or in your in your business? Uh, and so do you want to serve God? In Ephesians chapter 6, uh, uh, in, in, the, in, in the last chapter, particularly in verse 7, the Lord commands his, his followers to render by goodwill service as if you're doing service to the Lord and not just to man in the context of uh, servant-master relationship. And in the context of work, in the context of service, do we want to serve the Lord? So if your answer is yes, then serving God requires total obedience and faith. Serving God requires total obedience by faith. Can we repeat this uh, principle again all together? One, two, three, go. Serving God requires total obedience by faith. So we will look at this portion in the life of Moses In Exodus chapter 4, as we are continuing with our message series in Exodus, we are now in verses 18 to 31. This is a continuation of God's call to Moses. And uh, in this particular portion, this particular passage, he had to deal with some issues involving family. So let's uh, continue. God intended to deliver Israel from Egypt. God is a deliverer. He cannot only deliver us spiritually because that's the, that's the ultimate goal, right? That's the ultimate thing that the Lord can do. He can deliver us spiritually from the bondage of sin, from the consequence of sin, which is eternal separation, eternal death. And God can deliver us from, from that. Yet God can also deliver us physically. Do you believe that? God can deliver you from your sickness. God can deliver you from your death. God can deliver you from a a real and actual physical threat in your life and so God intended to deliver Israel from Egypt from the oppression from the suffering because he has a purpose for them and God is a faithful God and he would fulfill his promise to Abraham and he would reveal himself and his power to the world and so he would use Moses He would deliver Moses from from this decree of the Pharaoh during his time that uh, all firstborn sons of the Israelite will be killed and will be thrown in the river of Nile. And so God preserved Moses. Why? To prepare him and to be the instrument of deliverance of the whole Israel. But Moses' first steps would be related to Family. Would you say the word family, family. yes and uh, he would give a courtesy goodbye to Jethro his father-in-law and he would issue uh, resolve an issue with God and uh, with uh, this wife and with this child and a brother who would become his partner in the ministry in the work of God so let's look at these five points that we have in our outline. First, God confirmed the first step of Moses to go back to Egypt. Moses then took his sons, he had two sons, uh, Jershom and uh, uh, Eliezer, and his wife Zipporah, and uh, mounted them on a donkey and went on his way to Egypt. He also brought the staff of God. So let's look at uh, the following verses, verses 18 to 20. Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro. After the encounter, the personal encounter in the burning bush, Moses would go to his father, his father-in-law, Jethro, and will, will say to him, please let me go that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see if they're still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, go in peace. Just to share with you some of my personal observations in this passage or in these passages. Next slide. Moses did not give details of his encounter with God. So he did not explain to Jethro his personal encounter with the Lord in the burning bush. He did not even tell Jethro the the command that he has, the work, the responsibility, the task that the Lord has for him. He only says to, to Jethro, please let me go that I may return to my brother who are in Egypt and see if they're still alive. It's a very simple act of informing Jethro and also as a courtesy asking for his blessing. And Jethro, his father-in-law, gave his blessing. He says, Go in peace. He doesn't only let him go, he gives a blessing. Go and in peace. And uh, without even asking also for more details. So what can we learn from this particular point? Next slide. Let us show courtesy to all who helped us. Who helped you? Let us show courtesy to them. So if you're an employee who is is an employer or you're in a part of a company and you'll be leaving, for example, uh, for another work, perhaps a higher salary, or perhaps you're going to work abroad, it is good as a courtesy to at least inform your boss, your employer, that I will resign, I will resign, I will tender my resignation. And perhaps schedule an exit interview. Explaining perhaps, not in detail really, you don't have to explain everything in detail, but have that, that courtesy to, to let your employer know that you're going to leave. So if you're working right now, you're employed, and you're considering to transfer or to, to, to work somewhere else, have the courtesy to inform them. Don't just be out a wall, no? absence without leave. And uh, have this courtesy. If you're a student, uh, be courteous to your teachers who has helped you. Maybe uh, you remember someone, a previous teacher who tormented you uh, or gave you a hard time in, in, in the school, in the classes. And now, because of that teacher, perhaps he has helped you, she has helped you, uh, to mold you into who you are right now. And uh, you might consider visiting them one day and just giving giving them an encouragement like, Mom, sir, thank you. I am one of your students. You have helped me a lot. Uh, You have taught me the value of discipline and the value of uh, uh, being on time and not being absent and doing homework, etc., etc. So, let us have this, this, this courtesy of of giving them recognition and also uh, thanking them. pasalamatan sila on how they has helped us. Did did someone help you before to whom you are right now? whenever i go to st lukes cayson city i see to it that i will be able to visit our chairman he was the for me the well the best surgeon that i that i know and he's also the most strict uh, as as a chairman he would he would often be angry at us as he would assist him there are times that he would just throw instruments and he will really uh, be angry at us if, if we are not attentive to the surgery, to the operation. And it has helped me, he has helped me to become more careful in my surgeries. And uh, I see to it that every time I visit St. Luke's, I go to him, not only because he's one of my ninongs. But He shaped me to, to become who I am right now with regard to, to the practice of surgery. And so who has helped you? It could be your parents. It could be a special person. It could be your pastor. It could be someone who has helped you. So show courtesy to them. Let us show courtesy to our family, including our in-laws. Uh, several days ago, my... Lola uh, from my wife's side so uh, our Lola who was 98 years old died and uh, the Lord delivered her from a a few months of several months of pain and suffering and as a courtesy uh, to to her uh, I praise God for the opportunity to visit her and uh, to be able to minister to the rest of the family as well. So kindly remember us in prayer. Tomorrow I'll be conducting a service uh, uh, during the the last day on the wake uh, of our Lola. And so this is a good opportunity also to share the gospel. So let us show courtesy to our family, especially to us who are married, we have in-laws. Let us show courtesy to them. Uh, recently, we had the opportunity to, to bring our, our in-laws, my in-laws, our parents to Manila so that they will be able to visit one of their, their sons, their children in Canada. So they are now in Canada. And so we were able to bring them to Manila. And it is a long ride, right, going to Manila, 8-hour, 10-hour travel. And so we're able to, 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 to spend time with them, share, share this, this long ride with them. And so let us show courtesy to our family, not only to our family, extend this to others as well. God wants us to be friendly and to be courteous all the time. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, go back to Egypt, for all the men who were seeking your life are dead. Several observations again in this particular verse, God gives Moses timely and fresh instructions You know when we obeyed the Lord uh, he would give us fresh instructions Uh, uh, many Bible scholars believe that it took some time before the Lord finally uh, gave that specific instruction that it is time for Moses to leave it took some time and so during the time Moses waited and when he waited God revealed to him, now it's time to go back. Why? Because it is safe. And so God is concerned with the safety of his servants. We need to to listen to him. We need to wait for him. We need to, to wait for his specific instruction when to really do what he wants us to do. Remembering, keeping in mind that he is after and he is concerned with our safety as well. And so how do we apply this? Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. And so at the right moment, Moses would obey. In order to serve God, we are to totally obey him by faith. And so Moses would bring his family with him, but later he would send them back Uh, As the story progresses, particularly uh, as I would uh, maybe go in advance in Exodus chapter 18, when Moses was already together uh, with the Israelites after delivering them from the Egyptian, Uh, Jethro together with his wife Zipporah and his two children, he would visit Moses in the wilderness. So we will know that along the way, Moses would send them back. And so Moses would also bring God's staff. Now why is this important to point out? Because in the previous verse, particularly uh, in the time when when Moses, uh, God reveals to Moses and and tells Moses that you can use your staff and I will use that that staff and then uh, miraculously turn it into a serpent. And when you uh, touch it again by its tail, it will go back to it being a staff. And this time, in this particular passage, it becomes the staff of God. Previously, it is just his staff. It was just Moses' staff. It is just the staff, the shepherd's staff of Moses. And now, interestingly, it becomes the staff of God in his hand. Next slide. So uh, the staff of God, what can we, we learn from here Let us involve our family. Is your family involved in your ministry, if you are in a ministry? Is your family involved in your work? Is your family involved in your business? Let us involve our family in our concerns. They can help. They can pray for us. They can serve as an encouragement. Maybe they can give wise counsel. So children, students, involve your parents in your decisions. Involve them in your, in your studies. Don't, don't let them in, stay in the dark. Let them know what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. Maybe you have problems. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you have, you're, you're, you're failing. Oh, involve them. Let them know. Don't, don't isolate yourselves from them. They, they can help you a lot. And for us parents, let us involve our children. It's a vice versa relationship. Let us involve them in our work. Let us involve them in our ministry. One of the things that I committed to when, when, I, when I committed my, my life to the Lord was whenever I will be called on to, let's say, go out of town and share the word of God and to minister to other people, I see to it that I would bring them along. And so that they will not only uh, see what, what I am doing, but they will also get to experience and learn from what I am doing. And so it is just by God's grace that whenever there is this opportunity to go out of town, out of Naga, and then share the word or, or speak, uh, I, I frequently, I, I usually request that my family would also go with me. And so it was made possible when two years ago we decided to homeschool our children. And it's because they're now homeschooled that there's no pressure of uh, being absent from their school and from their, their, their task. And so let us involve our family in our concerns, in our work, and in our ministry. So don't, don't allow them to, to second guess what you are doing, and don't compete. Uh, and allow the, the, your time with the ministry and your time with them a competition. That, that they will compete with your time with the ministry. Another is to let us dedicate our earthly resources to God. What are your earthly resources? What is in your hand? That was God's question to Moses when, he, when Moses was giving an excuse. Lord, what if they don't believe? God says, what is in your hand? Oh, I have a staff. Throw that staff and uh, keeping in mind that they are from God to be used for His glory. What is that in your hand? Oh, I have a a hand. Okay. Uh, Okay. You put it in your bosom and then when you take it out, oh, there's leprosy in it. I can work miracles not only externally but also internally. And so when you put that back again and when you take them out, it's leprous-free again and so what is in our hands what is in our capacity what is what is in 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 us that we can offer to the lord and dedicate them to the lord and then so that they can be used for his glory well we have the bible in our time today we may not be carrying a stick all the time but we may carry a Bible. Eh, maybe you, you, you'll have an excuse. Uh, that's too big to carry always. Well, I believe we have a cell phone. Uh, I'm sure 99% of us here, we have a cell phone, right? You have a cell phone. And what is it in your cell phone that God can use? Offer it to the Lord. Offer your resources to the Lord. Dedicate it to the Lord and be mindful that they are from the Lord. And so he has the every right to use it for his glory. Is that amen to you? So if you have dedicated your car, make sure that you are using it for the glory of God. If you have a house and, uh, and you want to dedicate it to the Lord for his glory, then do so. Uh, if, you have, if you have influence, if you have position, dedicate those to the Lord and allow the Lord to use them so that through your influence, through your position, through your resources, through this material wealth that the Lord only has given to you by His grace, you can use it and you can, God can use it in a miraculous way for what to accomplish His will. And for his glory and for his honor. So, what is in your hands? We have the Bible. And we have your story. You have your story. You have that turning point in your life where you were once like this wretched sinner. gambler, alcoholic drinker, womanizer. You are in this particular uh, uh, situation in your life and then suddenly you encounter God in a special way and He changes your life. And so from who you are before, you are a different person. And that is a powerful testimony. And you can use that to share the gospel. Dedicate these things to the Lord. Dedicate our lives to Him so that He can use our very life for His glory. Now God repeated the instruction to Moses to perform the wonders before Pharaoh. But God revealed that He would harden Pharaoh's heart, a difficult passage to study. He also wanted Pharaoh to know that Israel, his son, Next, please. The Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. And so my observation, next please, God knows the effect of his message. God knows he's already there in advance, he's already in the future, and God knows how we would respond, and even as I speak to you right now. God already knows how, would you, how you would respond to this message. And so God has already uh, reminded me that you may either believe or you may deny. You may apply or you may not. And so God knows the effect of his message to man, particularly to Pharaoh. And he takes this sovereign responsibility So that when resisted or when accepted, so that when Pharaoh resists, his heart would harden. So the consequence was already in place. The blessing is already in place. So when we believe in the message of God, there is already a blessing in place. But when we resist, you know what's the curse? A hard heart. And so the more that we deny, the more that we turn our back, and the more we reject and resist God's message, the more that our heart will be hardened. And so it's already in place. And so when we respond to him, Either by faith or not, the consequences, the blessings are already there. And so, God informs Moses of this. Just as the Lord reminds me this morning, that when you speak, that when you share my message, God's message, some will fall in in the ground some will fall in a in a heart that receives it uh, but because of problems in life because of thorns and because of the thistles and bushes it may stay a little longer but they will not be able to apply them but there are also good soil who can receive those messages and apply them and experience the the fruit and the root that comes with it. And so I was reminded this morning when I was preparing that and I was having my quiet time before the Lord that such is the truth. Because God is sovereign, He can control, He, he has the power to control. And so, in the first place, we cannot question Him on His authority and His sovereignty. As He places these blessings and these curses, particularly to Pharaoh. So when he resists the message with God which God knew in advance, his heart will further harden. Ten times the Lord will harden Moses. I mean Pharaoh's heart. 10 times Pharaoh will harden his own heart. We have also the opportunity. We have also the free will, if you may, whether to believe. Or to reject So let us keep sharing God's word Even if it reveals a hard heart Many times in in my life I have shared the word of God to someone And many, many times I was rejected Uh, But it's not me who, who is rejected It is actually God that they reject And so nothing harm befalls on me it is actually their loss and such is the wrath of God that we must fear of. That whenever we reject, whenever we deny, whenever we don't believe, God says, okay, the consequence is already in place. I will leave you off with your hard heart. And so you, you continue to live a life that is depraved. Depraved is a life that is uh, out of, of, of God's circle. And so let us pray before we share. That's, it's an important act. We pray before, before we share. Lord, soften the heart of this person. I'm going to share to this class. I'm going to share to this group. I'm going to share to our neighbor. So Lord, please, please soften his or her heart so that when he hears, when she hears the word, the gospel, he or she will receive it by faith. And it's also important to pray after Sharing the word of God. Pray that after you deliver God's message, what will be revealed is a heart that is humble. And a heart that is believing before the Lord. So let us pray before we share and let us pray after we share God's word. Verse 22, then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. This is the first time that God would uh, call Israel as his son, his firstborn. This is the first uh, uh, time in the, in, in, in the Bible. And so I said to you, let my son go that he may serve me. It's a re- He's a relational God and he calls his own, his son and daughter, his children, But you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. And so it is a warning for Pharaoh that he knows, God knows how you will respond. And because of this, speaking of sons, your firstborn will be killed. And I will kill them. Such is the process of the Lord. It's difficult to understand. Yet we must believe by faith. And so, having a son for Pharaoh, being a son, because they believe as Pharaoh, they are the firstborn son of their gods, small letter G. And so, he would be able to understand what this means. Next slide. And so, God calls Israel as his firstborn son. And here's the thing. He favorably protects them. God has his special favor bestowed upon his children. And the effect can be seen to those who opposes this favor. So would you rather be a son? Would you rather be a daughter of the Lord? Or be someone who would oppose his son and his daughter? I suggest that we come before the Lord, acknowledge that, father, that He is our Father, that He has His favor upon us. And those who would oppose Him and His children, be careful because there would be a consequence as well. That's why it's, I am very careful, especially when I oppose, especially leaders, that God puts into position not only in the church but also in the government. Because it could be that I will be opposing God and his will, and so when I oppose when I, when I uh, publicly or, or or even in my thoughts privately oppose you know, but this also has a should have a, a, a proper context now, of course, if the leader is not acting uh, like uh, what he or she should supposed to or how to act, then I I should oppose. But if not, then I am careful to oppose. So let us also be careful. Next, please. And remember God's instructions. Keep His word, not only His word, but His promise at the center of your heart. And know that God is the Father of His people, especially those in Christ. So if you have believed in, in, in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what is God's promise you are his child and you can call him your father and he has his favor upon you upon us and he has this curse to those who would oppose us isn't that a blessing to be a son Israel was the firstborn we are the secondborn next spot, God sought to put Moses to death another difficult passage Zipporah saved him by circumcising their son some scholars believe that the attack on Moses was either a sickness or an injury or a literal manifestation let's go to those uh, verses now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death then Zipporah took a flint a stone and uh, cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet. And she said, you are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. So God, he let him alone, Moses. And that at that time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision, a difficult passage. There's so many <laughs> perhaps that we can reflect upon in this particular point. But let me share my version of my perhaps. As the Lord impressed on me as I meditate on this, perhaps this is the story. It is difficult because we don't have the facts, obviously. And uh, it's, 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 uh, it's quite vague. Uh, so it's difficult to understand. And so allow me to share with you my own version of my perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. Perhaps when... Moses and Zipporah had their second son, Eliezer, Because Gershom, no problem. He was circumcised. Maybe as a Midianite, uh, Zipporah, his wife, objected to it. It's so bloody. It's so messy. Uh, anyway, okay, because it's your covenant. I, I understand it's your, uh, your covenant with the Lord. Uh, it's in Genesis chapter 17. God gives this Abrahamic covenant to To Abraham and to uh, the the whole uh, Israelites later on That after, on the eighth day They are to cut the foreskin and do a circumcision And it is a symbol of the covenant A relationship with God by faith And so whenever they do this They become part of God's people God's special people And so I'm sure Moses was able to do this on their first son jershom but on the second child Eliezer, this could have this is my own version of perhaps it was almost he was almost eight days old when god calls moses to part and go to egypt and so maybe oh the lord wants us to live and so let us let, let us postpone for the meantime this circumcision and obviously his wife would agree to it. Okay, that's that's good. Anyway, it's just your culture. Maybe for me it's okay. And so let's let's move on. Let's go along. And along the way they forgot, Oh, it's eight days already and we should have circumcised our son. And so it was perhaps a, a neglect, maybe it's intentional or maybe unintentional because of the, you, know, you need to travel, you need to prepare, and, and, and you, need, you don't bring pantule when, when you travel, ba? Who amongst you brings something pantule to travel? And so it could be a, a plain neglect or it could be intentional. Anyway, What we have here is that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. What does that mean? It means that God immobilized Moses. You know, to the point of you're, you're half awake and alive and half dead and you cannot do anything because you're immobilized. So some believe it's a form of a seizure or some believe it's a sickness, that, that that a stroke perhaps, that Moses cannot do anything. He's immobilized. He's just there and he's, he's half alive and half dead. But he's aware of what is happening uh, uh, around him. And so then Zipporah, because she knows, oh yeah, we forgot, oh, oh sorry, uh, we should have done this. Uh, maybe it's your fault or maybe it's mine, it's our fault, but let me do it. Moses, uh, I saw you one time, you, you did it, you made the, you, you just puk-puk poke, poke it, no? You just hammered something, a stone on it, and so I can do it. So uh, immediately she does this and cut off her son's foreskin only one, perhaps the youngest, who is uh, just eight days old or just more than eight days old. And threw it at Moses' feet. Ayun, and she said, you are indeed a bridegroom of blood. So it's as if you did this. But oh, Lord, I did it. But uh, he's, supposed, he's supposed to do it. But he's paralyzed. He's immobilized. But uh, it is as if he did it also. It is as if uh, we shared this and we want this and we did it. And so what did God do? Okay, that's enough. He lets Moses alone. And at that time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood. Kau talaga, Moses, you are a bride." I remember my son when I brought him to a free circumcision a medical mission. Uh, the first time that, that she saw the blood coming out from one of the patients, the first patient that I was circumcising, he almost fainted. He was assisting me and uh, he was wearing these gloves. And then he said, dad, na, na, nahihilop ako. Uh, <laughs> and so really, it's bloody and it's quite messy. And uh, he just says, you're really a bridegroom of blood because of this circumcision. But the context here is total obedience. God requires total obedience. Next slide. And so a simple duty neglected, you know what? It may be costly. A simple duty, neglected, may be costly. You did not turn off the gas stove. You did not turn off the, you know, the candela. It could be costly. So one of the routine things that we do after doing surgery is to count with the nurses, the instruments, and the sponges. It's a very simple uh, duty that, that we, we need to do. And if we neglect, imagine, if we neglect, okay, because we're so tired and we're all wanting to eat and we want wanting to rest because it's a long surgery. Imagine doing surgery for eight hours, standing there for eight hours, and all this, this, uh, this difficulty, including the, the, the dissection, etc., the removal of the or et cetera, et cetera. So let's forego of this. Imagine the cost if we fail to count that sponge and one of the instruments or the sponge is left inside the abdomen. And so the patient comes back with abdominal pain and when we do the x-ray, there's a source inside. <laughs> oh no, we could be sued for that. This could be a lawsuit. It's a neglect It's a wrong practice. And uh, it's good that we have soon to be a lawyer in Brother Eddie Labios who is taking up law that he can defend us. But I could be sued for this. It's just a simple duty. It's just a routine duty. But it can be costly. So what lesson can we learn from this? Let us know and obey God's word. We could be neglecting something. In the word of God that we are supposed to do. You know what sin? It's not only doing something that is not pleasing before God. It is also not being able to do something that we are supposed to do. That should be pleasing before God. That is sin. It's an act not only of commission. But also of omission. And so God will not tolerate that. For his servant to be. Used as a deliverer, he must be totally obedient in everything. Next slide. Serving God requires total obedience by faith. And so, number four, moving along. The attack on Moses, whatever it was, led to circumcision, the sign of Abrahamic covenant. If Moses neglected it or Zipporah did not agree previously, whatever it was, it was now settled was now settled so settle things before the lord uh, one of the things that i share in premarriage counseling is that you settle everything first with the lord and with each other you tell each other your your past you know your secrets before what you have done and so with this you Free yourself of guilt and, and also with, with things that you have hidden in the past. So that your, your spouse, your soon-to-be spouse will accept you unconditionally who you are. What is important is you openly, honestly told everything before that final moment. So those who are planning to get married, please... Please make sure that you are. You will open everything, you tell everything, confess everything. Even if it meant, means that your soon-to-be spouse will be angry at you and cancel the whole engagement and the whole marriage as well. Actually, there was this couple that I counseled that it almost happened because of that. They almost said, we will not, they even informed me, Doc, uh, we will not push through with, with our wedding because I told my wife, uh, my, my, my fiance, uh, such and such, and because of that, uh, she doesn't want anymore more to, to continue. So please cancel everything. And so I said, let's pray about it. But out of God's grace, Natului uh, parin po yung kasal, their wedding still happened. And praise God because God is a God who forgives. And so when we confess our sins to Him, and by faith, uh, repent from it, and make sure it will not happen again. Then I'm sure we'll we'll reap the blessings. Next, please. And we'll end, well, oh no, not yet end, but uh, just extend uh, a little time with me. We had a covenant membership, right? So that took uh, some of my 45 minutes of preaching, really. So spouses and other family members should encourage one another to be faithful to God's covenant, so in our case, our new covenant in Christ. What is our new covenant in Christ? A while ago, we had this uh, group of young people having this covenant with the church, giving their promise, their commitment. Now, what is your covenant with the Lord? You offer your life to Him. That's your covenant. Lord, my life is yours. It's up to you. Uh, on how you want to to live out my life and so I will yield and I will submit to your word and I will follow you and obey you for the rest of my life help me not to neglect my duties not only as a member of GCF attending family conferences did you attend the general assembly last last time Uh, good no But, but if you have neglected it The Lord is gracious, Uh, sharing the word of God, discipling and being discipled, praying for one another. It's good that the Lord is gracious. All we need to do is to come before him and acknowledge and he will forgive us. Now, fifth point, God instructed Aaron to meet Moses. Moses shared all that God said. Aaron spoke the words of the Lord to the people of Israel. That's the process. God speaks to Moses. Moses speaks to Aaron. Aaron speaks to the people and to Pharaoh. And uh, they believed and they bowed to worship God. It's just a good and fitting ending to this, to this message. Verse 27. Now the Lord said to Aaron, go to meet Moses in the wilderness. So he went obediently. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him a, well, it's just a, a courtesy, a symbol of, wow, a long time no see. Let me kiss you. Let me hug you. A while ago, Brother Gustavo was encouraging us to look for one or three persons to hug. You know, it's, it's a good thing to do, oh, uh, but be careful in hugging. Oh, some may, some people might uh, think uh bad about uh, doing that so let's do it for the the glory of the lord so he went and met him the mountain of god and kissed him moses told aaron all the words of the lord take note all the words of the lord in detail with which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do next slide and so there are times that god would send people to help us right uh recently i was blessed because uh Two weeks ago, or last week, I was teaching my son the proper attitude in giving, offering. So I was telling my son, we could have used this for gasoline going to Manila. We could have used this to buy something, but by faith, I'm going to give this to the Lord. We'll give this to the Lord. And then believing that he will double it. And so we offered it in the, in the basket." In the afternoon, we receive 20 times of what we have given to the Lord. Isn't God amazing? We gave a small portion and then He gives 20 times of it. And so sometimes God sends people to help us. I don't know where these patients come from. Most of them comes from a partner, Dr. Kosoriano, who is uh, a medical doctor, as he refers to me. Some of his patients who need surgery, but most of them, I don't know where they come from. And so God sends these people. Why? Because one, he knows we need them. Of course, uh, I'm not being paid uh, as a pastor in this church, so I need to work and uh, also earn for my family and is my form of uh, living. And so God knows that we need them. And you know what? For me, it's vice versa. It's them who needs me. It's them who needs the Word of God. And so I see to it that as, as far as I can, I would be able to share them the gospel. Whether after the surgery, it's best to do it after surgery. It's good sometimes to do, to do it before surgery, but the, the tendency is they, uh, they look at me as something who is uh, religious and therefore can, uh, would not uh, collect professional fee and usually uh, share the gospel after they, they have settled their bill. <laughs> but of course, for a brother and a sister, unconditionally and sacrificially, I can do it for free. Yeah, For a brother and a sister... Uh, Praise God Praise God And uh, believing that the Lord will bless that person So that they can also be a blessing to others as well So Okay (laughs) So welcome the help Welcome the help Welcome the brotherhood and sisterhood in Christ You know what? The, the, The importance of this is being part of a growth group being a part of a small group, being part of a, 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 a church where you can receive help and you can also help others. So can I can encourage you to, if you're not yet part of a growth group, find one and establish connections, establish friendship and relationship. It could be that you are the needed help of the people in that group or it could be you one day needing the help of one of those in the group. Now, as I close and as I end, then Moses and Aaron went, both of them obeying totally, and assembled all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Moses, he then performed the signs in the sight of the people. Aaron spoke, Moses performed. So there are times that we need to really team up with someone and there are times now that we need someone to help us uh, to cover for us and to work with us and two are better than one right i'm blessed because one of our brothers here brother john is helping me out with this particular group and he has taken up the challenge so that one day i will leave this group to him so that i can focus on other groups and praise god for his willingness and for his obedience To take up this role and uh, sometimes I am not available so it's good that someone is also can 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 look after and uh, that was my prayer 2012 2013 when God placed me as a resident pastor of this church Lord I need someone please send me someone to, to help me because it's difficult to 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 be in the church and also do something else outside and so the Lord sends our senior pastor, Pastor Ed Pilapil, Jr. And so since then, it has been a a wonderful journey for me. Lord, thank you. He's such a a, a good gift to us and to our church, isn't he, and his family. And uh, praise God for, for his life. And so team up. Two are better than one. Imagine if I'm the only one leading this church. That's why... In the next few days, specifically on August 12, 21 and 26, we'll be having the Roman Road. The first part is the Romans, first part Romans, and the second is the second part of Romans. Can I invite you on behalf of Pastor Ed? If you haven't attended, it's important you you attend the first, the Roman uh, Road part one first. You cannot attend the second unless you have attended the first. But if you have attended the first and you still want to attend, then you you can. You, you may do so. Uh, make sure you attend the second because it is uh, split into half the whole romance. So please be here at 8 a.m. sharp because at 8.30 the doors will be closed. And Pastor Ed, as strict as he is, doesn't want anyone to disturb the, the session and he would not allow someone to come in in the middle or somewhere along. So please be here from the start and make sure to finish it commit to that to those days Uh, uh, august 12 august 21 and then august 26 that's another uh, topic uh, on efficiency it's on uh, if this uh, efficient church it is only one day so it's just six uh, chapters so you can cover it for for the eight hours so please be here please prepare block your schedule Uh, uh free up your schedule and be here and so you can be equipped so that we can team up so if I meant we are not be able to reach where you are working in where you are living where you are staying at you are there and you are equipped and God can use you and God can equip you and God can and do miraculous things in your life so that you can be a Moses or an Aaron to others you know what happened at the end? So we go back, and, and, and with this, the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel and that he had seen their affliction, then they bowed low and they worshipped. What a fitting end to this portion in the life of Moses and now of Aaron. And with genuine faith in our Lord, our natural tendency the natural cause, the natural result should be for us to be humble, to humble ourselves and worship Him. Shall we do that as we end this message in prayer and in worship? Shall we all stand bowed on our heads and worship the Lord as we close in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, indeed Your words are so rich we can learn so many things, so much from your word that we can apply in our lives whether we are students or, or professionals or employees or employers, parents, brothers, sisters in the workplace, in the government, in the private, in the offices, in the field. Lord, we thank you because your word is applicable in every part and aspect of our lives. All we need to do when we consider serving you in these areas is to obey you totally by faith. And so Lord, help us to show courtesy to to each and every one as we also show respect and courtesy to you. Remembering the good things they have done in our lives and thanking you through them. That as we have received your blessing through them, our lives were changed. And teach us, Lord, also to apply on on how to, to keep your word at the center of our heart, knowing that you are our Father and that we have a relationship with you through Christ. And so reveal to us your favor and teach us, Lord, to come before you in humility and in faith. Lord remind us for the things that we may neglect to do as your people allow us Lord to be able to know your word and apply and obey them and so that we will we will avoid unnecessary setbacks and consequences due to our acts not only of commission but of omission Lord Teach us to teach our spouses and our family members to encourage one another to be faithful to our covenant with you. That we are to surrender our lives, submit our lives to you. And allow Lord people to be part of our lives, to help us, and also for us to help them as well. And as we continue to meditate and reflect on your goodness and your greatness, uh, throughout the week as we go to our mga, uh, growth groups and discuss more about about this passage lord we thank you for the wisdom and for allowing us to understand and as we go out from this place allow us to be a blessing to many people Just as, as we have been blessed by your word we will bless them with your word and encourage them as well all these things we pray and commit in humility and in faith, as we worship you with this last song. In Jesus' name, amen.